0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth oriented businesses. We say success is now a science. Stay with us and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome, I'm Jeff. And as always, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people doing amazing things and truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space. And today's guest is a major influencer in financial services marketing with hundreds of speaking appearances around the world and was one of Financial Brand's top global financial services influencers to follow. He's also the best-selling author of Banking on Digital Growth. He's on the faculty of Southwest CUNA Management School and he is also the founder and CEO of of Digital Growth Institute. He's in high demand, but we're grateful to have him with us today. Please welcome James Robert Lay. Welcome to the show.
2: Jeff, it's good to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on for the conversation.
1: Absolutely. We're glad to have you. We're glad you're obviously a very busy person. (laughs) You've got a lot (laughs) of credits and stuff to get through. That might be the longest introduction I've ever had to do, but uh, uh, you've got a lot going on.
2: I do. I do. And it's an exciting time. It's a fun time and uh, just grateful for the opportunity really to to help uh, other people uh, navigate this post-COVID environment, specifically within the financial services space.
1: Awesome. Well, let's, let's get right into it. First of all, tell me a little bit about Digital Growth Institute. What exactly do you do there?
2: So at the Digital Growth Institute, we are on a mission to simplify digital marketing and sell strategies that empower financial brands to generate 10 times more loans and deposits. And the way that we do that is through training and coaching that is further supported by bespoke research and insights framed around a particular institution's unique situation.
1: Awesome. And so that's that's kind of what you're doing now. But one of the things we like to do on this show is let's let, take us back to the beginning. Obviously, you haven't been doing this since uh you know forever right you were doing some other things before tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to the point where you're doing this
2: so let's go back let's go back to february 11th 2002 the exact Uh, date i do know the exact date because it was a pivotal moment in my life i was playing in a punk rock band Uh, i was a sophomore in college and uh, i was studying in the library. there was this girl that I was studying with. I liked her and, uh, but she, she had some honest hearth truth. Uh, she, she said, you know, your, your band, it's not really good. Why don't you do something with your life? So, um, I sold my band equipment and, uh, started a web design company. And if you think back, I mean, what was the, what was the internet like back then? You know, yeah. it was, it, it was really in its infancy and I saw so much opportunity and I uh, had no idea what I was doing, but I just knew that I wanted to impress this girl.
1: <laughs> okay. And so first of all, I got to know what, what was the name of your punk band?
2: <laughs> so the name of the band was perfect balance. And it, it was a, it was a pop punk band, and you know had dreams of uh, going out on Warp Tour uh, on 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 the West Coast. Those never materialized, fortunately. Uh, because started the web design company. The web design company grew. We um we we had a niche market in financial services, and uh along the way ended up marrying the girl. I was gonna uh, ask if
1: there was a happy ending with the the girl who trashed your punk band.
2: <laughs> there was. There was. A happy ending and so we got married and the business was growing and we started having kids and uh, 10 years after I started the business was not in a really good place Um, you know we hit seven figures in revenue multiple years in a row the team was growing 13 14 15 people from the outside everything looked great you know you get this wonderful business all these awards and accolades and early success, you know, it, it's, it got to my head and it, it almost, it almost took me down. Um, almost lost my wife, almost lost my two kids at the time. And, uh, fortunately I, I, and I probably should have did, did this earlier, but I reached out for help. I needed some help. I needed some outside perspective to take stock about where I've been, where I was, and then where I could go next in just this own journey of growth.
1: So what was that? So tell me a little bit about that time then, like who, like, how did you find the help that you needed? What, how do you reach out and get help when you're in that kind of a jam?
2: Yeah, well, I think the first thing is just realizing that you are in a jam that you are stuck, you are struggling. But the second was talking to people that I already knew I trusted. And so I had reached out to them. And it's funny, because they too had been in similar situations on their own journeys. And I think just that was it was the courage. It was the courage to say I need help. Um and then I uh was introduced to a gentleman his name was David C Baker. Uh and he worked with uh different marketing agencies, firms, web dev shops uh, over the years. But he came in with some like like my wife, uh he came in with some very harsh truth. Um, and he said, you know, you've been doing this for 10 years. I really feel like you should just start over. Just that was his blunt recommendation. Just start over. Um, and it it was a it was a tough pill to swallow, but once we started to explore further why it was more designing and building the business around my own unique growth ability, um, my perspective, you know, and I think at the time looking back a lot of clients were driving the business and the growth of the business incorrectly where david said no you know you can keep going down this path and you're you know probably going to make a lot of money but you're going to lose your wife you know that was already on the table you're going to lose your kids and you're you could eventually just lose the business too because the priorities were not correct and so when we took a step back we said you know what We're going to walk away from the quote unquote doing side of the business, the agency services, and we're going to elevate into the advisory, the teaching, the guidance, the research, the insights. And that was a tough conversation because flash forward. Now we're at December 21, 2012, and I brought my team in. And it's funny when you look back, that was actually the year the world was supposed to end according to the Mayan calendar. And I had a hard conversation with my team saying, this is the new direction of the business going forward into 2013. You have two weeks to think about it. I know that you might not all want to be on board and not everyone was. Some decided to leave on their own. Some we helped to graduate and elevate very soon after that. Same thing with clients because it was literally taking everything down to the studs to rebuild it from the ground up.
1: That's huge. When a business uh, takes a U-turn like that, or maybe not a complete U-turn, but just changes in the middle of the tracks, it can be really hard on on everybody. How how did you uh, navigate that that process?
2: I think it's just about telling the truth, mm. telling the truth to yourself, telling the truth to your team, telling the truth to those that you're working with, and understanding that not everyone is going to be on board. Understanding that you're going to upset people, understanding that feelings are going to get hurt, but it's not personal. You, you know, for me, once again, the impetus for me doing this was, you know, I wanted to save my marriage. I wanted to, you know, become an even better husband and a better father, but still and, and be a better and have a better business. Mm. Um, I wanted the best of all worlds. I don't settle for just one. I, I want I want it all. And But to to do that, I had to essentially lose it all for a short term uh, because fortunately, we were very well capitalized because from 2013 to 2014, it was a lot of soul searching, a lot of research, looking at the industry, building IP, developing models and methodologies that we could diagnose uh, clients against and really teach them and guide them forward. And I, I think... Living through that experience allows me to now work with a financial brand who is going through massive transformation. Saying, "I've been in those shoes. I know what it's like." And that's one of the promises that I make, you know, to to someone that I'm guiding and advising. That I'm never going to ask you to do something that I haven't either a have asked someone else to do or b make a more courageous decision than I've done for myself already. Wow! So that's
1: that's huge, and I know that obviously things are going pretty well now. so i'm I'm assuming that uh, things started to move on the rise at that point. what What do you think uh, what what kind of ways did you guys innovate in order to get to the point where you are now?
2: Yeah. so a lot of it was mindset shift, meaning that you know what? we're more than just defined by our doing. We can create far more value for those that we work with, whether we work with them or not, through our thinking, through our writing, through our speaking. So it was literally letting go of the old self, the hands, the doing, if you will, to then move into this new role of thinking, teaching guidance and advisory. And I think the biggest innovation along the way, not was it just mindset shift it was really making a commitment to training it was making a commitment to education and it was building a program that could 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 educate and empower others even if they weren't going to work with us i think it's that was a big personal shift for me that value creation doesn't necessarily mean monetary exchange it means elevating someone through just the words that we share or that we write
1: Mm, that's really good. That's good stuff. And so what are some of, how, how have you guys seen some of that success manifest since that? Change?
2: Well, since, since that time, it's, it's really been a, an exponential growth curve because, you know, the training and the education, uh, that we're doing around digital growth for financial brands. And if you have to think about like a financial brand, a bank or a credit union, we're talking about a business model that was built for the physical world historically. It was around branches and some broadcast marketing. But now as we flash forward, particularly post-COVID, everything's being digitized. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the any type of transformation, you have to tell the truth, training, education, but it all starts by providing clarity, helping the unaware become aware of what the opportunities for future growth are uh, to begin with. And as they begin to see, you know what, the future is not so scary. Um, we can grow in a digital world. Then it's about helping them to build the courage to commit to move f- further, farther, faster. And the way that we do that is through just diagnostic studies, research insights and strategies that Propel them along the way. I think the big aha moment for me, going back really to 2014, is you can provide someone with strategic insight and advisory. But if they continue down that path without some type of accountability, it's so easy for them to fall back on old patterns and old behavior, particularly when things get tough. And so that's where we built the third part of the model in, which is really the coaching. Uh, so that they don't have to walk this journey alone, they can walk it not only through coaching, but even now more so post COVID, continuing to innovate on the business model, building this sense of community of like minds walking this path of digital growth together.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like it sounds like your model there is is really correct me if I'm wrong based a little bit on your own experience, right? The accountability and having that mentorship uh, in your own experience. And now uh, you're finding ways to just kind of pass that on to other people.
2: It is definitely rooted in my own experience. It's taking the dark night of the soul, if you will, and trying to transform that into uh, a beacon of light for others so that they can go down that path and at least avoid some of the roadblocks and the obstacles uh, because that's one of the things that, looking back, uh, you know, since 2012, I've invested well over just six figures into my own personal development, my own personal growth, my own personal coaching. I, my advisors, my coaching team that that I'm engaged with. Ever since 2012, I've never been without some type of a guide, advisor, mentor, coach myself. Um, because I think we we all if if we want to reach our full potential we almost have these own mental blocks that stand in our way and you can't see the label of the bottle when you're stuck inside the bottle. And it's that outside perspective that always moves us farther, farther, faster.
1: Wow. I I like that analogy about the bottle Like you can't, it's, you really do need some outside perspective. Sometimes we get so kind of stuck in our bubble and thinking, you know, that things are going so great. And then, you know, your friend comes in and says, no, no, this is bad. You got to start over.
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, I have an acronym that, that I like to, 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 to teach others. And you can think you can have the best ideas in the world, but those ideas will never materialize. They will never create value unless you act, unless you apply that thinking. And the, the gap between the thinking, the application of the thinking is where the, the action or the act must come into play. And what does it take that, that requires a few things. It's the, a. it's, it's ascending up the mountain to the apex of awareness to really get a good look at where you've been, look down the mountain, where you're at, look ahead to the horizon where you could go. Because on the horizon is what I call the territory of transformation, that's, that's where we're all wanting to go. But in between that is what I call the seven C's. So you're going to have to cross the seven C's mm-hmm. to reach that territory of transformation. And it's always easier to do that. If someone is going to be in that boat with you, who has been down on that path, been on that journey once before already.
1: Wow. That's just, that's great stuff. Inspirational stuff. Um, maybe you've already touched on it. Uh, and I'm sure that you have, but there may be more that you want to expound upon. Um. what do you think was kind of the, the tipping point for you guys then? Uh, I, I mean, we've kind of followed the, your journey. What, what, if you could pick out like a moment where it was just like, this was the, this was the moment that changed everything, which, which of those would you say it was?
2: I would say it was the moment that it was May of 2019. So I'm continuing to, 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 to take the story a little bit further. Mm -hmm. So may of 2019 got a lot of confidence in the business model at this point, you know, it's, it's creating a tremendous amount of value and revenue. Uh, but then it's like, okay, how do we continue to make an impact at scale? How do we continue to expand our thinking? And it was may of 2019 that I sat down to write banking on digital growth. Um, Not knowing that when we launched this book one year later, it would be May of 2020, right at the start of a global pandemic to where every single vertical education, retail, healthcare, financial services would be forced into a digital first model. And I am so grateful to have had that opportunity because just the book has really helped inspire, help to educate, help to elevate so many different financial brands, thousands and thousands at this point around the world. Um, And it, and that would have never been possible had just not number one set down to write the book. But I think number two had the courage to really follow that through because writing a book um, that's a journey in and of itself, because then the, the self doubt starts coming in, the fear starts coming in. But you're like, no, I'm not writing this book for me. I'm writing this book for other people. And it's, you keep the focus on other people. It makes that so much easier. So to me, that was really the big tipping point that, you know, if, if I, if there's two, number one, almost losing the business in 2012, mm-hmm. number two, and, and losing my, my, my marriage and my kids. And then number two would be having the courage to sit down and and write banking on digital growth.
1: Yeah. And what does the future look like for 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 your business and for what what, what are you guys planning now? What's the next step?
2: that's a that's a very that's a great question so it's continuing down this path of of training of education and and really of coaching um and so this this perspective of banking on digital growth is a first in a series of book because i just signed book deal number two which is titled banking on change think clearly to lead with courage and maximize digital growth? Because it all comes down to, there's there's always gonna be an abundance of opportunity in this digital world, almost too much so that it's becoming a bit chaotic. What are the few things that we can focus on that will create exponential value for our organizations?
1: That's great. That's Well, cool. congratulations on, on the new book. Uh, do you know when that's gonna be coming out yet? Or you have a-
2: Estimated date is going to be May, June time period of 2021. So two years following the launch of the, of the first book.
1: Awesome. That's great. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, uh, what makes, uh, the financial services industry different when it comes to this type of thing with marketing? Like what, what, what's unique about that, that kind of draws you to it? It's personal. It's it's
2: personal for me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I grew up in a family of modest means. Um, You know, I would say middle, middle, middle income bracket, middle class, but found some success early on. That success got to the head and did not do very good things. And then you start taking a step back and realize what's important. And it's, If I look out into the world and I see the hurt, the stress, uh, and the impact that that stress is caused from finances, from money, it's taking a toll on people's health. It's taking a toll on people's relationships. It's taking a toll on people's overall sense of well-being. And so why the financial services space, it's because I believe that banks and credit unions have the ability to transform themselves from just being you know focus on the transaction of dollars and cents but really begin to look at transforming lives because there's so much research that shows a person's you know financial stress takes a toll on their physical well-being, a person's financial stress takes a toll on their mental well-being, and I'm my 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 thinking is if 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 you can transform a person's wallet, and their behaviors and their actions, you really can begin to transform their life, and as a result, everyone wins. Wow, that's great.
1: Tell me, uh, where can people, uh, find the book and can you pre-order the new one? How does that work?
2: So we're not, so I'm actually just starting the writing process for the second book. The oh, first, yeah. So the first book is out and available on Amazon banking on digital growth. Um, there's a, you can actually go to banking on digital and, and get the first chapter. Uh, As a preview and the response has just been uh, just overwhelming. I I think we're over 50 some odd reviews now on Amazon. Uh, And it's just been, like I said, it's just been an amazing tipping point uh, for for just me personally.
1: That's, that's great i uh i want to uh, so i want to clarify when the other book comes out because i thought you said 2021 of this year
2: i said 2021 yeah it's, 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 this is this 2022, is when, it's 2022 yeah exactly okay, that's so, making sure <laughs> so this and this is where time this is where time has become it's a very gone. funny thing yep. um because it's like you know we're it 2020 seems to have like lived on <laughs> Doesn't into twenty twenty one. And it's very hard because we've like lost these. Like there's that there's that phrase that was one one of the words of the year for 2020 called Blurs Day. And I think Blurs Day has actually mm. turned into like blurs months and blurs sure. year, where there's really no concept of time. It's yeah. a f- fascinating thing that we're living in right now.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Great point. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. Um, how else can they find you, though? Uh, your, share your website, some other things where people can contact you.
2: Yeah. So the so the website is digitalgrowth.com. But the best place and 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 this is really for anyone, you know, I'm happy to provide some additional perspective and just guidance. And, you know, if, if you're connecting to this conversation um, and want to continue, just connect with me on LinkedIn. James Robert Lay, just Google me, connect with me on LinkedIn, and and happy to have a dialogue and discussion with you.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It is uh, it's a great story. I got I do have to ask this though. Uh, do you, are you still playing uh, your uh, instruments? Are you uh, what is there still a little bit of that punk that wants to? There, there come is. Back?
2: There, there actually is, you know, um, I was leading the Q school of strategic marketing, which is the credit and executive society. And it was, um, this was pre pandemic. Uh, it was that this particular year it was in Cleveland. Um, and That's where there's, I am. <laughs> there's the hard rock hall of fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we built into the curriculum, uh, a, a field trip, uh, to go to the, to the hard rock hall of fame. And they have like a garage kind of st- band studio uh setup and picked up a guitar there and there's a there's a recording somewhere on facebook of me just you know i think playing something old and it's been it's it's like it's like riding a bike right you know you 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 just you never forget the the thing a lot of people don't know is actually i was a violist i played in the orchestra growing up wow And so music has always been a big part of just, you know, who I am, my background. And I think the most exciting thing for me personally is my oldest son is now picking up the cello. And wow. to see his growth and progress and I think what has inspired him and I didn't have this you know in the orchestra it was you know always like Bach and Beethoven all the classics. but then YouTube came out and it's opened up a whole new world like for example, in the violin you got Lindsay Sterling on the cello you've got the two cellos uh you know uh, their their act and and it's and it's adding some 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 pop and and modernity to to the classics and putting mm-hmm. spin i mean we're, we're even seeing like edm like electronic dance music being mashed in with with uh classical music it's, so it's just fa- i love music uh and it talk i mean that's the whole conversation for another day i
1: know i could tell how passionate you are about it when i start when just at the end here i wish we had more time we could go into that we could. absolutely but uh i do appreciate everything that you shared i think it's going to be very encouraging inspiring for a lot of people thanks for your time
2: jeff thank you very much be well and do good
1: you too and we thank you for listening to another episode of what makes them tip innovations that changed
0: everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show. What makes them tip innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalion. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.